Hi guys and welcome to session 144. To all of those who do not know me, may I introduce myself? My name is Jessica and I love to give advice, share my experiences, talk about God along with what really goes on in this world. I don't want to be the main dish for tonight because I have so much to talk about so you can learn a little bit about me with each episode. My podcast will consist of advice that ranges from knowing who you are and what to do with that knowledge to how can I strengthen my relationship with God and actually hear him. It can even go into the depths of mental, physical, and emotional health with advice we can use to combat those issues. I'm all about learning, so with each episode, we're going to learn a new word with a bonus of a suggested five songs. So if you're an underground artist and want your music or poetry to be heard, you can go to my Instagram and DM or email me to be featured on the next episode. Which also brings me to a minor segment on this podcast I will offer called Dear Larry in reference to one of my favorite childhood shows, VeggieTales. This is for any of my listeners to message me with a problem or ask for some advice and I can get back to you on the next episode. Because believe it or not, we do not go through things alone. That's right. There's someone out there going through exactly what you're going through. And by me giving the advice on the episode, it can touch others who are dealing with the same issues. So now further ado, let's us get into this week's episode. So I titled today's episode Spiritual Warfare because I feel like this is a very important topic that many believers and unbelievers should discuss. I'm breaking it down into three components. Is it real? What is its purpose? And how can we fight it? Based on the last two bulletin points, it should answer the first question. Is it real? Yes, spiritual warfare is undeniably real. So in 1 Peter 5.8, it tells us to be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. The definition for the word adversary is one's opponent in a contest, conflict, or a dispute. We're wrestling. We're fighting something, right? So 2 Corinthians 2.11, it says, Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. The definition for the word devices is a plan, a scheme, or a trick with a particular aim. Who are the devices aimed at? The saints, guys, the saints. So why would he aim his devices at people who are already deceived? He's already told them the biggest lie that he's not real, that he's not real. Because if he's not real, then God's not real. And you can just do as you please, do as you please, okay? So in Daniel 7, 25, actually, I think it begins in Daniel 3, Daniel um, chapter 3, that Nebuchadnezzar is the foreshadowed Antichrist. So if you jump to um, Daniel 7, 25, it says, and well, referring to Antichrist, and he shall speak great words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints. So you're not just going to be worn out emotionally, physically, mentally. You're going to be worn out spiritually because... This is a war that is going on. You might not see it, but you're going to be feeling the repercussions of well, the effects of this war. So in 1 Timothy 1.18, it says, This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. 1 Timothy 6.12, it says, Fight the good fight of faith. So the Bible is directly, God is directly directly telling us that there is a war going on and we need to protect ourselves we need to fight back so there are two realms the physical realm and the spiritual realm everything that happens in the physical first begins and starts in the spiritual realm okay you're not gonna see it some people can see some people can't ask god to open your eyes so that you can see what is going on but what is the purpose of spiritual warfare why does god allow it well in first peter Chapter 1, verse 6 through 7, it says, Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations, though many temptations, that the trial of your faith, 
being much more precious than of gold that perished, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and the glory of the appearing of Jesus Christ. So he's allowing things to happen in your life to test your faith. Your faith is what is most important to him. So what is Satan's purpose, though? So when we sin, we're entering into a membership with Lucifer. Sorry, the, um, for some reason my laptop stopped recording, but when we enter into a membership with Lucifer, you know, that's when we sin, that's when we're entering into a membership with him. And God is a God of covenants along with many other things. So even though you may stop that sin, you still got to repent and renounce it because you've given permission for the demonic to operate in your life because Satan has those contracts. So you could stop, you could start walking your life with God and everything. You you praying, you fasting, you're doing, you're reading your Bible, you're in your word, you're proclaiming proclaiming the gospel, you're spreading it. But if you're not repenting for your sins, I'm telling you, those demons are going to be in your life. They're still going to be touching your life because Satan is up there. The guy say, ah, mm -mm, nope, I got these contracts. He has not, he has not, you know, done away with them. So, okay. So Satan will reveal himself to you once you get saved because now you are attractive to him and you're appealing. He wants the saved, not the lost. They're already deceived. If he's already deceived a large portion of the world, why would he appear to him? Because he's already told them he does not exist. If I don't exist, let's say I'm Satan, I'm not. But if I don't exist, nobody is going to be trying to do right because then the wrong that they're doing isn't really wrong. Who, who? Who says it's wrong? Oh, some person in a book and everything. That's how it's looked at. So, okay. Satan and demons have no authority in the physical realm. They are unlawful to this realm. But if he can get your ability to speak his word, when you say it, now in the other realm where the demons operate, they can move on the spiritual power you just released. If a Ouija board moves, it's because you are the one in agreement for it to move. It doesn't just move on its own. Proverbs 18, 21, it says death and life are in the power of the tongue. So you need to be very, very mindful of what comes off your tongue. And Satan wants us to speak his words because he doesn't have authority. Satan can plant thoughts in your head so that may, you may speak them and then act upon them. So you need to guard your heart, guard your thoughts. It is the seed that he sowed to get you to say. That's why the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 10, 5, Casting down imaginations, thoughts, and everything, every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringeth into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Satan is relentless, so he's going to keep coming back no matter how much you resist him. The Bible tells us to resist him and he will flee. That's for the day. I'm telling you, you beat him today. All right, cool. He's coming back tomorrow. You beat him tomorrow. That's cool. That's amazing. He's coming back the next day day okay he's coming back the next day god will allow things to happen in your life to test your faith and that's when satan can come he can work on your hurt and trauma past and present because he's trying to great he's trying to create an atmosphere for his seed to germinate which again is thoughts in first corinthians 14 33 it says for god is not the author of confusion but of peace as in all churches of the saints so when you're having these thoughts or when we're having these thoughts of I'm worthless, ugly, nobody loves me, you know, I want to kill myself because I'd be better off dead. That's not a peaceful mind, is it? Those are thoughts straight from the pit of hell. And we need to rebuke them. Mind you, every, yes, I feel like my mom has always told me this. Every thought that we have 
is not of our own. God speaks to us. Satan speaks to us. Those demons, they speak to us. And I'm telling you, that's why you need to guard. Not I'm just telling you. God's telling you too. You need to guard your heart. You need to guard your thoughts and understand that they're not all yours. Now let's get into generational curses. They are strongholds that can and will be passed down generations if not repented for and fought against. Matthew 10, 36, it says, A man's foes, enemies, shall be they of his own household. So examples of some strongholds, no, generational curses are alcoholism, molestation in the family, rape, addictions, anger, etc. So don't you think it's kind of of a coincidence? Oh, so this... My aunt, I'm not saying mine, I'm just saying as an example. My aunt, she was touched by her uncle, and, you know, then I was touched by my uncle. My mother, you know, she was touched by hers and everything. It gets passed down and everything. Because even though you were not the one who committed the act of being molested, we still have to repent for it. Because once that door of sexual perversion is open, it's open. And it's going to pervert your sexual desires. And I'm telling you firsthand... I know, like, this is very factual. Like, you can get touched as a child. And then when it's, you know, when you're starting to be sexually active and everything, now the doors are perverted. They're not how they were supposed to be. And now you're doing things you weren't supposed to do. And we're not just talking about sex out of marriage because everybody knows that. But I'm talking about things that are just downright not okay. Like, an example is when you watch porn, what what do you search? Like, what are your kinks? Like, what do you, what are your fetishes? What do you watch and everything? It's... I just, I'm not going to say mine, but it was just like one of mine. I really looked at it like, yo, I can't believe you're looking at this to get to that point of just a, a climax. It was, it was beyond, beyond me. But I got to tell you, the apple does not fall far from the tree. So if a father was like this and everything and he doesn't try to change that and he doesn't repent that and he doesn't fight against it, the son is going to be like that one, you know. We give our DNA to our child so the apple is not going to fall far from the tree. And it's the same thing for mothers and daughters. So once you start breaking these generational curses, those demons that have been joyriding in the family are going to be mad. So you will start to experience the hate from your family. But mind you, we do not. We do not. Okay, actually, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait to say this. You're going to start experiencing it. They're going to start thinking that you have this holier than thou act. They're going to think that you think that you're better than them because, you know, you're not. You're not participating in the things you once did. They're going to start talking about you when y'all get together and everything. And it's really going to be like this. They're going to be mad that you're doing better for yourself. But they weren't getting mad when you would be passed out drunk, spending your last on some weed, getting into car accidents, ETC. But they're now upset with you because you're doing better for yourself. But mind you, it's not always the person itself. No, it's never the person. It's the demons that reside within the people, okay? Okay. So you have to understand that we are not at war with them, but the demons and the principalities. A demon can see someone as a vessel if they have selfishness, greed, jealousy, and bitterness in their heart. They can use you to kill, no, steal, kill, and destroy. You are now a flesh agent, and the desires, which are the works of the flesh in our body, the demonic spirits can do your bidding, and they will do your bidding. So in Ephesians 6, 4, it says, And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition, admon, yeah, I think admonition of the Lord. So the same way curses can be passed down, so can blessings. So whatever the parent does not fight will be placed as an obstacle for their child and then on. So if your family was into witchcraft and everything, even though you may not practice that, you still need to repent and renounce. Rebuke it. 
it's going I'm telling you those spirits of witchcraft divination they're going to be very 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 present in your life so now to the last how can we fight it and pray against it First and foremost, in any fight, you need to know who is your opponent, who is your enemy, what do they fight like. You need to know what they are capable of to know how to surpass it. So who? Okay. In Ephesians 6.12, it says, For we wrestle not against the flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, and against spiritual weakness in high places. This is a key point in understanding spiritual warfare. I need everybody to repeat this. Our fight is not with people. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. Now let's get into defense. Prayer is your defense. You need to pray with tenacity. Don't just petition with the enemy. You need to engage, intercede with them, okay? In Ephesians 6.11, I think it's pronunciated Ephesians. Ephesians. So if it's not in this entire time, I have been mispronunciating it. Just mispronouncing? Look, we're not into this. Okay, anyway. So... 611 it says put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the what look it's either wiles or wills of the devil but you know what I mean you can fact you go open your bible and read it and you're gonna know exactly what I'm speaking about so what is the armor of God okay so it says in first Peter 411 no 41 it says for as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh arm yourselves likewise with the same mind for he that hath suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. So we got to act as he acted and think as he thought. Okay? Walk like he walked. Talk like he talked. And it's not just about reactions. It's, it's, it all begins within your heart. So Ephesians 4.27, it says, Neither give place to the devil. Give no room for him to operate in your life. Meaning we need to be proactive in cultivating a mind and heart that is so fully covered in the armor of God that there is not a single weak spot for Satan to attack. Educate yourself on witches. Who are they? Actually, my, my episode, the first episode was supposed to be about um, witchcraft and everything because they play a big role in the spiritual warfare. But it's so much to talk about, and I really don't want my first episode to be an entire hour. So my next episode is going to be a good chunk about witchcraft and divination. So educate yourself on them. Who are they? What do they do? How do I protect myself? Because Satan will use them to hinder you. So make sure you are saved and covered with the blood of the Lamb. Okay, so now we're going to go into a little bit of a prayer. And then I'm going to um, give my own intercession, and you'll hear the rest. Okay, so... Repeat after me. Dear Father, who art in heaven, we thank you for receiving this message and ask for discernment so we, we may be able to distinguish the wolves in sheep clothing and be aware of Satan de, um, devices against us. In Jesus' name. Okay, now for the spiritual warfare. You must be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. You got to put on the full armor of God so that you may be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, and against the principalities and the spiritual forces of wickedness. Therefore, lay down all your earthly weapons that do not work and take up some weapons that will actually have benefit in your life. Take up the full armor of God so that you may resist in the evil day and have done everything you can do to stand firm. 
you ought to just stand firm. Continue standing firm, guys. You got to continue to stand firm. You can't just believe in the redemption of the cross and not believe in the purpose of the cross. And the purpose was to destroy a very real devil whose objective is to destroy you. The same Bible who tells you that there's a very real God tells you that there's a very real devil with demonic forces, highly organized, totally ruthless, committed to destroying you. He knows his time is short and he's going to try to get every soul to come with him. He's the father of all lies. He does not love you. Anything he offers you is to get you to bite into a nasty apple just for you to bite into it. Because once you bite into it, you're now agreeing with his devices and no longer God's. Okay? So, he's truly committed to destroying you that those demonic powers will attack your mind and attack your body and attack your marriage and attack your relationships and church. It's not your boss who is your enemy. It's not your parents who are your enemy. There is an enemy and it's not your own personal internal turmoil that is the main problem. There's an enemy who lives to stir dissension and and he wants to see division. He wants to see jealousy and hatred between others. And Paul wants you to know how strategic the enemy is. Satan attacks because you are God's child and he he hates God's property. Satan attacks because you are the light of the world and he is the prince of darkness. Satan attacks because you are the truth and he's the father of lies. Satan attacks because you are a soldier of the cross and you are anointed. You have the word of God and you are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. You can take the sword of the truth of God and attack the gates of hell. Put on the whole armor of God and fight back. Take the word, take the blood of the cross and the authority of Jesus Christ and drive those demons back to the bed of hell because the victory is ours through Jesus Christ the Lord God has given us authority use it so you may have victory and peace in this life guys I want you to stand up and declare the word of God we are breaking chains in Jesus name today we bind every prince of power in the air we bind every ruler of darkness in high places we bind every demonic king every dominion throne and queen every wicked fallen angel we bind you in Jesus name every demon out there we bind you in Jesus name and we place every devil tuning in worldwide and every person tuning in now or later in the archives archives and we place er those every demon into the judgment of the Lord and we loose burning and destruction on you demons. I know Jesus name in no in Jesus name. I bind every spirit of depression who told me I'm worthless, who told me I'm hideous, who told me no one loves me, who told me I'm a mess up, who told me I could never do anything right. I rebuke you, loose from my body, loose from my mind, loose from my soul. Go to the pit of hell in Jesus' name. I bind every spirit of suicide who told me I'd never see a better day, who told me I didn't deserve to live, who told me I was hated by everyone, who told me I wouldn't see better friends. I rebuke you. You are a liar. Loose my body, loose my mind, loose my soul. I bind you and send you to the pit of hell in Jesus' name. I bind every spirit of sexual perversion who entered my life from an adult touching me as a child, who told me I deserved it, who told me to freeze up and let them take what they need. Every sexual perverted spirit who has broken me in ways I didn't know I could be broken, loose my body. Every sick pornography video that you tempted me to watch, I bind you in Jesus' name. I bind every spirit of anger who told me it is okay to say hurtful things to someone else, that it's okay to cuss at them and look, look up spells to make their life miserable. Every spirit who told me to fight them, come out of my body in Jesus' name. This portion that I'm ready to... Ready to repeat is not my own, but Stephen Darby's powerful words led by the Holy Spirit. Every witch cursing my body 
cursing my life. You are a liar. All evil power, go back to your sender. Every arrow fired from the waters against my life, come out. Go back to your sender. Every spirit of lust caging my body, caging my mind. You are a liar. Die in Jesus' name. Lay your hand on your head. Every mind-blocking spirit binding my memory, my thoughts. You are a liar. Come out. Loose my mind. Loose my brain. Loose my memory in Jesus' name. Every witch cursing my life in a midnight hour. Fail. Fall by fire. Fail. Fall by fire. Fail in Jesus' name. Every spirit from my place of birth causing limitations. You are a liar. Catch fire. Catch fire. Witchcraft sickness in my body. Witchcraft attacking my body. You are a liar. I bind you to come out in Jesus' name. Lay your hand on your body. And repeat, I release healing in my body. I release healing in my flesh, my limbs, my arms, my heart, my organs. Hallelujah. Every spirit wife, every spirit husband from the water who has captured my life, you are a liar. Die. Die in Jesus' name. Loose me. Every evil marriage in the spirit, every evil marriage covenant in the spirit upon my life. Break. Break. Break, I am married to Jesus. In Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we pray. Amen.